I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Clash of the Titles, the podcast that for the month of October pits two horror movies with loads in common in a fight to the death to see which one comes out victorious. That's right, it's the final edition of our Halloween countdown that is... Shock. And if that makes no sense because it's November, we're actually recording this on... Halloween! This week in the red corner, death comes a-knocking and a-strangling and a-beheading, as some plane crash survivors don't have long to count their blessings before the Grim Reaper does a quick course correction and mops up the leftovers from 2000. We're heading to our final destination. Well, in the blue corner, never refuse an old woman an extension on her bank loan, because if you do, you're looking at a whole world of pain, and more specifically, a possessed goat. Sam Raimi brings the scares in 2009's Drag Me to Hell. I got this feeling. It's a weird feeling. The cabin starts to shake, right? And and the, the left side blows up, and then the whole plane just explodes. It's a joke! It's a joke! We get thrown off the plane all because Brownie has a bad dream? I saw it. The plane! It's gonna blow up! It's gonna blow up! All 287 passengers are feared dead. Mr. Jax, I was wondering if you'd made any decision regarding the assistant manager's position. It's between Stu and yourself. Stu Rubin, the new guy? Stu's someone who's not afraid to make the tough decisions. I'm perfectly capable of making the tough decisions. I'll let you know as soon as I decide, okay? Will you help me? Please. Okay. We have an elderly woman asking for an extension on her mortgage payment. We would have to throw her out of her house. We've already granted her two extensions. It's a tough decision. So it's a cursed conflict this week, but which film is better? Let's find out together. Welcome to Clash of the Titles. Release the Kraken! 
Hello, Clash Potters. Everything's always in transition. If you focus, even now, just one week into summer, you can almost feel autumn coming. Kind of like being able to see the future. I'm Alex Zane. I'm Vicky Crumpton. I'm Chris. <laughs> Still happening. Still happening. Yeah, welcome uh, to part one of Final Destination versus Drag Me to Hell. If you're new to the show, this is how it works. We're going to do Final Destination today and Drag Me to Hell on Thursday, at which point we'll declare which is the better film. Happy Halloween! Happy Yay! Halloween! Happy belated <laughs> Halloween Someday. for a week ago! Yay! Yeah. How are we are doing Halloween well, this is in our, the room? This is our Halloween. Yeah, it is. I, when you brought out the uh, trick-or-treat, yeah, that was I a nice yep. touch. I just swapped mine for a crunchy. Oh, that's... Smaller than my twirl. What do you do? Yeah, because twirls normally twirls normally come in pairs. Yeah, that's why. Thank you for the treats. Chris. Yeah, oh, I pick badly. You don't like a curly. Oh, I love a curly whirly. I'll have it back. <laughs> oh, fine. Can I swap? Yeah, Vicky. Let's, just... We can do this in the pub. Fine. All right. Fine. Fine. There you go. Thanks. What have we actually got in here? We could do it in the pub. A finger of fudge. What's a chomp? I don't even know what that is. It's oh, like a, a curly whirly, only yeah. without holes in. Yeah. What's a chomp? Yeah, what's a chomp? Uh, yeah, what's a chomp? I don't know chocolate. Do you, look at me. Do I <laughs> eat chocolate? Yeah, but what, did you not go to school in the north in the 90s? It's chomp an old thing. Yeah. We used to call a girl at uni chomp. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I never you found out. You do know. We were in you the know, north. You never found out. <laughs> Those who know. Those who know. Probably for know. the best. Yeah. <laughs> Spent a lot of time in hospital. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> good, good. Uh, right then, so the clue Chris gave on last week's show was... Oh, I was happy with it. Uh, Jewel of the Fates. Jewel of the Fates. It was a great clue. Yeah. Followed it up on Twitter with? Um, I left it a bit. I was only going to do the one clue because I thought it was fine. It but was fine. followed it up with uh, death is a prominent theme in both of these mm. films. Mm. And for the second week in a row... Congrats to no one. Yeah! Wow. You get nothing! <laughs> we win. Can yeah. I have the prize? <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't come up with a prize because no one won. Oh, uh, a flake. Oh, there you go. Happy Halloween. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, no one got it right, but... Everyone uh, got it half right. Everyone got half of it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people. No one guessed Drag Me Tell. Okay. Everyone guessed uh, Final Destination. Yes, indeed. Right. Uh, so, should we do the connection section? What do you got? Trains. Curses. Yeah. Mm, our, our protagonists are trying to outrun or outsmart death. Mm. Drowning. Now, why have I put that? Because <laughs> Alex in Final could, could Destination... Could you sense the question Alex in Final Destination drowns under the tree. Yeah. And Christine yeah. drowns yeah. in a grave. Yeah, exactly. I, I was going to jump in there. Thank mm. you. Like Christine did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they both end with characters believing they have succeeded oh. and triumphed. But there's a sting in the tail. That's right. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. I think one. that's enough, isn't it? I think that's enough. Yeah. yeah. So on Thursday, V is being dragged to hell, which means today, as if planes weren't already scary enough, it's time to strap in as we head towards our final destination. After boarding his flight to Paris, Alex has a vision of a fiery demise on board a plane that really should have been decommissioned. The thing is literally, and I mean literally, falling apart. But also, interestingly, not an American airline. We want to scare the shit out of you, but also fly American. Following his nightmarish look at the future, he starts ranting and raving like a madman, which, as we all know, you do not do on a plane. Hit his frowned upon. So, unsurprisingly, he gets kicked off. Well, wouldn't you know it, his vision actually comes true. Suspicious. But not as suspicious as the survivors being bumped off one by one. Could the Grim Reaper be stalking them? Dunno. <laughs> 
Let's ask Candyman. <laughs> He'll shed some light on what's going on and not make the movie even more confusing by saying things like, "You have to realize we're all just a mouse that a cat has in its tail." <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, in the end, Alex does end up in Paris, but turns out the Grim Reaper got on an earlier flight. So death, the end. <laughs> Can't believe you're you're claiming it's a bad thing to have Candyman show up in your film. But they're like, you, do you work here? <laughs> no explanation. We don't need to clarify what he does. Does he hang out here? Is it's like creepy guy in morgue? Yeah, and it just makes. He says so much without saying anything. Yeah. It's the most amazing <laughs> monologue ever. I'm like, ah, clarity. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. It makes even less sense in the sequels as well, if that's possible. When they decided they wanted to play on not knowing what he or who he is, mm. they lent into it hard. <laughs> oh. There's one where I think they're on a ride and he's the talk he's the voice of the ride. Good. Amazing. Good. Yeah, that's Final Destination 3. I, I get them confused. The roller coaster one. Well, Final Destination 5 is actually brilliant because it has the best use of 3D in the history of cinema. It's a bridge accident, as I recall, and a girl falls backwards off the bridge and you follow her down and then a yacht's mast goes through her chest and her heart flies out into the cinema. I was like, uh. win. <laughs> this is This is gold. Yeah, loved it, loved it. All right, so uh, individual histories, not with the sequels, but with this particular movie, V. I have seen it once. I was an older teenager. I don't really remember. It was one of those ones that was just on a lot. I've seen quite a few of them. I get them confused. That's it. Fine. Chris? Yeah, I think I've seen, I mean, I will talk about this. I think I've seen all these at the cinema. Mm. Very much enjoyed all of them. This is one of the most consistently great horror franchises. Yeah, and consistently box office gold like mm. the most recent one is the highest grossing of all of them we love these movies yeah it's weird they haven't jumped back into that into that electrified swimming pool <laughs> <laughs> what's the one i think it's number three i think it's number three that uh is the sunbed one i will never get... yes 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 right. yeah, yeah mm. I remember that, that is the only kill in the entire franchise that jeff reddick who we'll talk about who mm. came up with this idea does not like he feels like there's too much nudity and it goes on too long and he didn't want to make a series of horror films with sort of gratuitous okay. breasts. Mm, that's interesting. I like the sound of Jeff Reddick. I'll tell you a little bit about him. I think he's the best bloke in horror, honestly. <laughs> and every, every interview I listen to him uh, say or, or read, he just comes across as such a genuine, decent, lovely bloke. He, well, I'll tell you my history. I've seen it once in its entirety, but over the years I've revisited on YouTube the plane (laughs) crash just because it's Mm. one of the most epic pieces of cinema I remember from my teenage years. Agreed. It's strongly agreed. Incredible. Almost as incredible as me claiming I was a teenager in 2000. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So let's talk about Jeffrey Reddick. Uh, Also awesome because his name sounds like Riddick, uh, who I love. So he wrote this as a spec script for the X-Files. He wanted to get a TV agent and he thought the best way to do that was to write an episode for the most popular show on TV at that point. He says, I was actually flying home to Kentucky and I read a story about a woman who was on vacation and her mum called her and said don't take the flight tomorrow I have a really bad feeling about it she switched flights and the plane she would have been on crashed do you know who it was about this, the, the spec script no it, it, it was about uh, Scully's rarely seen brother Charles 
was going to be the person who went through this experience. Oh. Oh. It's been a long time since I've watched The X-Files, so I can't remember who Charles is. <laughs> no, uh, I can't, but I feel something for that. Yeah. That was an important person to her. We know who Scully was. <laughs> That's something. My favourite episode of The X-Files yes. was Fluke Man. The thing that the salamander lived, thing. The thing that lived in the sewers. I yes. thought that was amazing. Me too. And also Eugene Toomes, the first yes! time here. Oh, <laughs> I remember Eugene Toomes. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this uh, this mother switch flight flights, as I said. Um Reddick says, oh, I thought that's creepy. What if she was supposed to die on that flight? So uh he had a friend at New Line Cinema who went, don't, don't write this as an episode of The X-Files. This is a feature. You've got mm. a feature in there, Reddick. Good friend to have. Great friend to have. Uh, so he turns it into a feature. Um, I think he was also inspired. I couldn't find a whole lot about this. I think he was also inspired by a 1984 film. Uh, I don't think you've seen it, V, if I can be so bold. Chris may have seen it, but I've never even heard of it. Is it Soul Survivors? Soul Survivors. I've heard about it. I've never seen it. And I, I mean, he certainly never said he was inspired by that film. No. So, but the similarities, I believe, are there. Yeah, he's never... he. He's never. You know, said. I had no. I have watched it. I've watched it very late at night when I was pissed once. But it was on. It was on YouTube or something. Okay. And I, I didn't. I mean, I was watching it, it flipping in and out. But yes, there are elements. I'll tell you what it's about. Yeah. Uh, a woman who was the sole survivor of a plane crash starts to be haunted by dead people that death uses temporarily as vessels trying to kill her and correct his plan. Right. It's kind of similar. <laughs> it's a little bit similar. I can see this being an idea you could have yeah. a separate to that. Yeah, there's a great movie called Fallen, which we're going to do at some point. Yeah. So uh, his script ends up in the hands of, uh, weirdly, X-Files, considering this movie's about coincidence, uh, X-Files writers and directors James Wong and Glenn Morgan. Well, his first draft got green lit. That's good work. Yeah. And then they brought them on board. And he said he couldn't have been more excited because the X-Files was his favourite show. And his two heroes came on board and they did rewrite it, but he retained the credit so everyone's a winner yeah yeah i mean they they said we loved it but not enough to do a massive rewrite of the script it is a big one yeah Mm. (laughs) it's it's a big one it's it's a big rewrite uh so all three like you said got writing credits uh wong said jason wong said his reason for taking the movie we want to do for planes and air travel what jaws did for sharks and swimming don't do that. Job done. No. <laughs> Job done, though. I mean, honestly. I think 9-11 did that a year later rather than this film. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean. And he said this film wouldn't have got made if, no, it, if, it, if it had been a year in development. No, mm, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a weird thing. I was booking a flight um, out of JFK as I was watching this, and they go to JFK. I'm like, this isn't the movie to have a coincidence <laughs> like that. I don't need this <laughs> in my life right now. I'm paranoid enough. <laughs> Uh, James Wong, uh, sorry, Jason Wong also said... Uh, James. It is James, sorry. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've messed up his name three times now. James, apologies, thanks for listening. Uh, he said he didn't want to make a slasher movie. I became very excited when we decided to make the world at large in the service of death our antagonist. Everyday objects and occurrences then take on ominous proportions and become less about whether or not our characters are going to die and more about how they will die and how they can delay their deaths. Love it up until how they can delay their deaths. I think that makes absolutely no sense in this film. <laughs> Left me annoyed at the end. I was yeah. like, what? How is that your... Anyway, we'll get... To... Well, I'm not going... Don't. I know. 
I'm not doing the end early. We'll get there. Uh, He said the entertainment value is the ride, not the outcome. And by placing the premise of the film on inevitably death, we play a certain philosophical role. I agree. Mm, I thought you would. I do. I was hoping. (laughs) Quite moved by this film. Oh, I was hoping you'd pick up that baton (laughs) and run with it. Well, definitely what Jeff wrote was more serious than this and a bit sadder and a bit grimmer and a bit darker. Do you know the, the differences? No. So his script was about adults, not teenagers, to begin with. Um, but Scream came out and they said, make it about teenagers. <laughs> so that was pretty swift. Um, and the studio struggled with the concept of death. So they introduced this shadowy character that mm. kind of taunts the kids. That wasn't in his script. His was about death. His favourite horror movie is Nightmare on Elm Street. And his death was about getting into the minds of the passengers, mm. the survivors, messing with them and pushing them to suicide. And people would think they've all killed themselves because of uh, survivor's guilt. Mm -hmm. But really, it was death doing it because it was death's plan. So that is quite a different tone of film. And they lightened it up, obviously. And then uh, you ask about the mortuary uh, man uh, played by Tony Todd. Uh, He was not... There was a version of that character in Jeff's script, but it was just a bloke. (laughs) <laughs> who had been through what Alex has been through okay. and so can guide him Alre- and tell Already him. better. Already <laughs> makes more sense. Can tell him and guide him through what he should do to help him out. And they were like, no, we can have more fun with this. Mm. Let's introduce this character who may or may not be working for the devil. I mean, I don't even know. At one point in that monologue, he separates out the Grim Reaper from death. And at that point, I was like, ah, oh, I'm out, man. Yeah. I'm out. You can't go. You can't go. Death is one thing. The Grim Reaper's another thing. It's it's mad. It's a mad speech. It's, it's intended to confound. Mm. And I don't think it works because of that. We'll get to it. He also said he removed, there's, there's use of the homophobic F word in this film. Uh, he kept removing it from rewrites and it kept, kept going back in. back in. Yeah. Which upset him, particularly as a gay man in Hollywood, that they would keep doing that. And and just jokes across the series that are sort of homophobic undertones. And that's... Oh, that's upsetting. Mm. That is. Uh, I'll I'll do a very, very short bit on casting. So Alex, uh, he turned out to be the last role that was cast. Uh, Devin Sawa took that role on. Uh, He'd obviously been in a movie that I can't wait for us to cover. uh, 1999's Idle Hands. I'm in. Oh, I mean, oh, that? no one saw it. It no. was, it did no business, but it's great. It is good. Yeah, it, it's a kid whose hands become possessed by a murderer, great. and then his hands kill people, and he's like, "I don't want to do I this." I thought you were going to say Casper the Friendly Ghost. I was like, "Can you really not wait for that?" I thought that been on the list for uh, ages. I'm no interest in doing that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> no interest in doing that. That's why. That's why I'm not even bringing it up okay. because I don't want to even sow those. You don't seeds. want to lean. Into don't that. want to sow those seeds. Oh look, it's oh, Casper. If you wanted us to do Casper, let us know. <laughs> uh, guess, guess where? Uh, guess where? Devon Sawa read the script on a plane. On a plane, <laughs> yes. <laughs> what, mad madness. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he read it on a plane. Uh, Wong says of him, Devon has an everyman quality that makes him accessible. <laughs> it's true. Exactly like the kind of thing a director would say yeah, about that. It's a tautology. Mm. He's got an everyman quality that makes him hard to read. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'll touch on is, uh, as I'm sure you were aware, because you can't call a character Hitchcock without people going, 
<laughs> uh, loads of the characters uh, were named after famous horror film directors, actors, and producers. Oh yeah, yeah right. I just noticed. I'm looking at the cast list. <laughs> oh, wait, mm. are you joking? No, I hadn't. Val Luton, I hadn't spoiled because yeah, it's the sex. Yeah, to- Todd Browning, the yeah. uh, director of uh, Dracula, Thirty-One's Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Agent Shrek. Yeah, Matt I thought Shrek. that was after um, the cartoon that comes out a year later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Agent Ch- Shrek and Agent Donkey. <laughs> uh, obviously. Uh, <gasps> Terry Chaney. That's Lon Chaney. Yeah. Got it. Chaney, Lon Chaney, uh, Steve Frankenstein, obviously named after Frankenstein, Ian Werewolf, wow. and um, the teacher who stays on the plane, Mr. Creature from the Black Lagoon. So there's <laughs> loads in there. Loads. Loads and loads. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I just do it for me. I like it. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes 50% of the time that lands. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as Chris was saying at the start, big hit, 23 million, did over 100 million at the box office. And... Slow, no, a slow, uh, it didn't get marketed very well mm. uh, to begin with. And then it had a big opening weekend. So suddenly all the marketing went into its second weekend. So it had a long tail. They thought that they couldn't sell a movie, even though they greenlit it, but they were just very worried about not having a physical embodiment of the villain in a horror film mm. and, and, and struggling to sell that. So they didn't get fully behind it until teenagers showed up. Mm. Then, bang, we got a hit. That's right. Spawned four sequels. Uh, Final Destination 6, Bloodlines, is going into production the minute the SAG-AFTRA strike is over. So we are getting a sixth instalment. And I've already said, my bit about Final Destination 5 being awesome. So I'm excited. Shall we talk about this movie? Mm. Good title sequence. Spooky. Sets the mood. <laughs> Sorry, that's just... Yes. Right. But also, Ish. France is scary. France <laughs> will kill you. So because they're American and when... I know it's not in this bit, but later on when Clear's like, oh God, Princess Diana as well. <laughs> like, because they're going... They had a revolution, you know, and it's like, it's just so scary over there. I think it's the final destination. Paris is the villain, basically. <laughs> That's what that... The Jim Morrison bit, the, is it Père Lachaise, the De- cemetery, like, yeah. mad? Yes. De- death of a salesman on the shelf. It's very silly. <laughs> it's, it's silly, but I'm in. Don't uh, go to France. I was desperately trying to find a sort of... Lo- I, I thought what we were seeing in Alex's bedroom at the start might be the order of the deaths, the way they happened, like because yeah. there's that the hanging be, thing, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. it's not. No, no. it's not. No, I was doing the same. Yeah. Waste, wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> Although, Although, I mean, yeah. I mean, you got the hanging thing. There's a guillotine, though. Obviously, of course. Stifler, rude, gets beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you're right. Ends on Jim Morrison's grave. This is the end. <laughs> yeah. Don't come to France. It will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he he's already scared of flying. He wants tags leaving on his bag because it survived a previous flight. You don't want to do that. Uh, well, your luggage will go to the wrong yeah, place. Exactly. Stupid yeah. things. Terrible, do. terrible idea. They scan yeah. that. They scan that. <laughs> so what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> uh, his dad, obviously. I mean, there's not a whole load of subtlety here. No. His dad goes, live it up, Alex. You got your whole life ahead of you. Perfect. Yep. I loved that. Because it's also true. You've always got your whole life ahead of always. you. You yep. just don't know how long it is. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that foreshadowing? I think it's very, <laughs> very subtle foreshadowing. Yeah, there's, a, there's, a, there's another bit a little later where Todd, just before he dies, goes, Death can happen at any time. It could happen to me this afternoon. What about, what's the oh the Dawson's creep when he's like, I will never die. Mm. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, he's been smashing the JD when he says that. <laughs> 
Lay off the JD. Lay off the JD. Lay off the JD, Carter. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we meet Carter and Terry. They're a couple. Uh, we meet Sean uh, William Scott. I, have, I, have I bored you with how much I love Sean William Scott? Really, really, really good guy. I love him. I love him. I love him. <laughs> so, uh, they're at the airport. No airport in America ever has an announcement in French, FYI. That's true. I was like, are you they fucking don't give kidding? A shit. <laughs> they really don't. No, it's like, was that a French announcement <laughs> at JFK? Are you kidding? Who do you who are you playing to? <laughs> yeah. So uh I like I like uh, Miss Luton here when she tells a monk to fuck off. Yeah. I was like strong character notes. Big swing. <laughs> yeah. Never lives up to that moment. Much much like this movie can never get back to how good the plane crash was. Oh. Miss Luton is never as good as yeah. the moment she tells a Harry Krishna. I think Buddhist, so. I don't yeah, know. Mm. Yeah, she goes, fuck off. <laughs> and they've just been really helpful. They've just said death is not the end. <laughs> this is helpful to our story. Uh, <laughs> they've, they've got the script. <laughs> uh, so we're getting on Voli Airlines. As, as I said, French airline. Yes. So we don't don't need to worry. Don't need to worry. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh it's uh, Flight 180. The original script for this movie was called Flight 180 before it became Final Destination. So we get a, a, a few bits and pieces here. Your birthday is the same as your departure time. Okay. Is that bad? <laughs> sounds, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I get an upgrade. Amazing. Uh, we, look at, we look at the departure board and uh, the word terminal is on there. Fine. Just so you know, that's on all. <laughs> if any of our listeners have never been in a, an airport, <laughs> terminals are in airports. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It says terminal. Uh-huh. Okay, Alex. Uh, his, his luggage tag says final destination. Because people need to know where. Excellent. Fine. All right. Everything's working as it should so Excellent. far. Yeah. Ticking every box. <laughs> Regular airport ship. Uh, I do like that shot of him looking at the plane, though. There's something really ominous about that. I think, obviously, once you've seen it mm, once... Because you know it's going to explode. Otherwise, it's just a bloke looking at a plane. <laughs> Love that, though, in any movie. <laughs> You'll love the terminal, then. <laughs> Two hours with Tom X doing that. Uh, so, uh, we start to get more... <laughs> John Denver is playing uh, not, on the radio. And not for the last time in this movie. <laughs> no. Question. What did John Denver's estate feel about this? Because oh, yeah, they, yeah, they must have signed it over. I guess, yeah. Mm. Oh, unless it's owned by... Oh, it might, yeah, yeah. might be by someone else, something yeah. else. But it's like, it just seems a bit yeah. weird. It's just a bit, I don't know. A bit insensitive. It's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit bad. <laughs> it's, you know, Diana, we've got the Diana death thing. Yeah. We're using that, we're exploiting that here. And then John Denver's death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buddy Holly, anyone? No. Yeah, yeah Big Bopper, Richie yeah. Valens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mix it up. So, yeah, I mean, he, he peeks through the gap on the air bridge to the plane, the luggage trolley going underneath. 666. Yeah. 666. We're really loading it up here. <laughs> I mean, if I'd seen any of this, I'd probably start going, yeah, I'm probably not going to get on this flight. I've never felt like that, I don't think. Do you, are you a nervous flyer? I would say no. I think I think I don't love takeoff, but does anyone like it? That I love it. No, I like landing, mm. but takeoff is just all your senses. It's too much, and there is a part of your body that goes, "This is absolutely not correct. We shouldn't be doing this." Do you ever do the airport seventy-seven thing, which they do in this movie, which I really love, which is where you look round at your fellow passengers and go, 
I think I'm going to be all right. It Why? would take a fucked up God to take down this plane. <laughs> oh, I don't believe in God, so no. <laughs> so isn't it a good thing that he sees a baby here? I get yeah. confused. No, it okay. is. It is because he there's the person with the disability. Yeah, I don't know what point they're trying to make with that as well. That seems a little bit... I get the baby crass, thing. Yeah. yeah. I, it just seems a bit out of place. They're saying God would have to be especially awful to yeah. take down this plane. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, you're all right. Yeah, it's, it's a, they're wrong footing you. They're going. Yeah. There's going to be no plane crash because look, it's a yeah, baby. God wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah, turns out uh, they're wrong. Um, <sighs> oh yeah, that baby's dead. By the way. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not a fun start. No, no, dead baby. Uh, I mean. <laughs> He switches seats. His tray table is broken. I mean, again, this plane is falling apart. It looks, you know, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Uh, The only good thing I think you can take from this is really would you want to be on an eight-hour, seven-hour flight with a bunch of high schoolers. Oh, what a nightmare. Is death not a blessed release from those eight hours? <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. Just like, I mean, they're... They're the whole plane. They're the whole plane. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can be... I don't think you're allowed to do that. <laughs> Populate a plane with American high schoolers or just high schoolers. Hello to our American listeners. Uh, so, uh, we get the first rumble and then just what is, to my mind, probably the best plane crash ever put on a hundred thousand percent it's fucking brilliant incredible it's so good it's just, i can't cope with it i just can't cope with how good it is and how mm. terrifying it Be- is better than castaway better than castaway yeah Be- better, but that's a good that's a good better than point. flight flight's quite a good crash mm. um i do enjoy the fact that he <clears> does a, a 360 in a plane yeah that's quite Be- good. better than alive better than alive yeah mm. I, I, do you know what it is? It's because I think this taps into what is at least my personal fear. It's, I mean, this is going to get pretty up pretty quickly, but it's Final Destination. I can deal with exploding at, at 35. Like yes. yes. It's the moment where the kid is reaching for her teacher, Miss Luton, mm-hmm. and mm. she is clearly about to get sucked out of yep. the hole in the side of the plane. Yeah. And the idea that you know. You're about to fall, however, however many thousands of feet they are yeah. at that point. And then the pre-knowledge yes. of your death, yeah. it taps into that and it's mm. just wonderful. Because I'd never thought, when you see a plane crash, like, well, you'll die and that's really terrible. But because it's so extended because it's, it's and it stays in the action, there's not very many like, subtle, like cutaways to give you a breath. Mm. So Miss Luton, even if you think, well, even if you survive this, your life is over because you couldn't <laughs> catch that person. Yeah. Yeah. It was just going to wreck you forever. Absolutely. And the trauma of an actual plane crash. You read about people that are sole survivors and it's not good for them. Like, you know, obviously survivor guilt, but even not just that, everything they've been through, like seeing everything on fire, you know, it's not good for you. No. And it also, I think, taps into the idea that you sort of think, oh, a plane crash, it's the the worst part about it is like the moment it hits the ground, the moment it explodes. It's, it's the little things like that you don't, factor in like a a, a ghetto blaster <laughs> no one said that in a long time <laughs> but that radio that smacks into the back of some, someone's head yeah. at some point all these little things and also it does i don't think the movie even explains what it is but there's just an explosion of blood yeah, across so the good. wall of the plane you're yeah. like what even so was clever because it's someone, mechanical someone bought a bag of blood on i think that's true <laughs> It's all mechanical stuff, the radio and whatever, and then it's like, oh no, but there's bodies, there's squishy bodies in here, and then you mm. see all the blood as well. Yeah. 
It is just fantastic. It's brilliant. And also, uh, he wakes up, it's a dream, and then we watch him wait for the inevitable. It's like a double whammy. You're like, I cannot wait for this, because you're going to be so shocked when that explodes in the middle of the sky and the delay between the explosion and the glass shattering. The glass is brilliant. Such a good touch. It's so well done. And then... You know, the button on it, that look, they just give each other. It's like, how do you eat? Like, it's great that no one says anything. Because how can you verbalise what that literal last 10 minutes has been? They just look at each other like, fuck. Yeah. Would you get off then? Because I'm obsessed with this. I don't think I would get off because I don't want to be the sort of person that is vulnerable to getting nervous because someone's had a premonition or a dream or whatever. Mm. But I might accidentally on purpose get in the fight. So I got thrown (laughs) off. So that then I could go, I didn't choose it, but I'm very grateful. I love the idea it. that Vicky would accidentally get in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my ideal. So you're, you're tricking yourself. Yes. You're tricking yourself into thinking to that... To survive. Right. You have to think fast, though, to get involved in the fight. I think I would. <laughs> she just doesn't, yeah. need, doesn't no. need to think. No. It's a reflex action. Yeah. Just, just roll Someone's in. talking loudly. <laughs> <laughs> And it's not me. <laughs> I can't hear myself speak. Competition. Uh, you fucking baby. <laughs> oh, we're going to get thrown out of the famous cock tonight. <laughs> uh, right. I think uh, seeing as uh, the plane crash has now happened and uh, the rest of the movies are just a bit okay, really. Uh, we'll take a break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back as we talk Final Destination. That's new. I've not done that before. You've ne- In all the years. 
serious? And you must be quite accustomed to a welcome back. Uh, I, I am. It's part of your job. I, I, the words I've said most of my life are, <laughs> see you after the break and welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> do you not do many, did you not just do like a lot of like out now? Did you have to do any um, CDs or now something adverts, voiceovers? Oh, I did it. I, that's so weird. <laughs> I actually did an advert for now. That's what I call music 53 or Brilliant. something. Out now. Yeah. Out now. <laughs> out now. <laughs> Uh, don't do the accent. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, they're at the airport. Um, I literally wrote down, if I remember rightly, it's not so good after this. <laughs> I think it is good. I do too. Do you? Yeah, I think there's like think three or four pro- really good scenes. Yeah, the the first death, brilliant. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah, the FBI turn up, uh, they interview him and everyone else. Oh. The thing is, they say to him, do you take drugs? And you should go, yes. And then you get to go home. <laughs> like, isn't that the answer to all these problems? I do take quite a lot of drugs, actually. Yeah, I, I'm on a massive amount of yeah. acid So right I now. just tripped and here we are. Here so we are. Agent Shrek, did you recognise him? He is Smiley from Do the Right Thing, oh. who's carrying around the photo in Do the Right Thing. Really? Yeah, head of an actor. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah. No idea. Really good. He's very good in this. Yeah, him, very and Do- good in this. him and Donkey are great. <laughs> uh, oh, no parents... Come to pick up. No. I'm going to get your take on on names. Yeah, uh, Clear Rivers. Clear, Clear Rivers. rivers yeah. Been a bit excited to hear this. <laughs> Thoughts? I don't know. No, nah, me neither. Like, is that is that a name? Does it gel with who you see in front of you? No, uh, I don't Clear know. Clear Rivers. I mean, she looks healthy. Mm. She looks, well, she, has she got hippie parents? It's got a hippieish name. Well, I one guess of them's dead, doesn't... and the others a drinker. So. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> She's got a hippieish lifestyle, though, hasn't she? she? Or an artist, artistic yeah, lifestyle. That's terrible, Scott. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, I can't wait to get to that scene. Oh, my God. At what point did you sit in an edit and go, yeah, we'll keep this. We'll definitely, this definitely works. This, this is showing the connection that her and Alex have. I think uh, the, the, the point being that the fact that that sculpture doesn't come back to kill him is such a missed opportunity. It's made of spikes. It just should be like, look at this fucking thing I made for you. I love you, by the way. And it should try to kill him. Uh, that's my change. He should turn into the sculpture at the end. <laughs> that should be the twist. Uh, so, yeah, we get this, uh, the cheesiest funeral in the world. Um, they threw TM. up that eagle quickly, didn't they? That's a big granite eagle they've got there. Yeah. Only 39 days ago. It, it came out of a mould. They're, they're <laughs> mass producing those things. It's, it's of a time though, isn't it? This funeral with the, an emo guy singing. <laughs> yeah. Get, get rid of him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, like I said, Carter's been on the JD to the point that he says, I'm never going to die. And no one goes, what time? <laughs> Weird thing to say. Uh, Billy Hitchcock thinks Alex is a psychic. Miss Luton says, don't talk to me. You scare me. Uh, and his best friend Todd can't see him anymore because his dad won't let him. Uh, and Claire is the only one to thank him. She yeah. says, thank you. She's very clear about that. Mm. She is. Like that's, a, why she, that's why she's got the name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, funeral paparazzi? Insensitive. Yeah. Do you know what it does happen? You know when you've always haunted by these horrible stories? This is one. I might have said this before, but you know things just stick with you. Mm-hmm. So years ago, there was a whole family that drowned in a car off a slipway in... I can't remember where it was, actually, which is bad. But anyway, a journal, this is a big story because it's a small town and the whole family, apart from... They managed to pass the baby through the window. Oh, and that was it. The mum was out with her friends. She was on her first night out since she'd had the baby. So it's a big story because it's like... it's The human interest factor is horrible. Mm-hmm. And the journalist sneaked into the funeral to get the scoop by pretending to be a friend of the family. <sighs> And that, imagine that's your living. Like, you low down motherfucker. <laughs> right. I it's mean, so bad. 
did they did they sort of knowingly do that, or did they? Yeah, of course, did they pretend they were in a fight? And the perpetrator from the fight. Is this a funeral? <laughs> Can I hide here? Yep, it's gone back. Yep, um, that's how I deal with it, though. I've a clear conscience. Uh, right now, we're getting into the meat of the movie. Oh, Todd's death. Yeah, because so, of the nose hair trimming. That makes my eyes water because you see those little scissors and he's sticking it up his mm. nose and you think that's going to go straight up there. No, no. You need you need an electronic trimmer to do that shit. I agree with I'm you. not sticking a blade up there. Is it's the, a weird you know, thing. The... I don't think... It, does anyone still do that? I mean... With sharp scissors. No, you can get rounded edge scissors. Right. But yeah, you're right. An electric trim, obviously. Obviously, that's what I use. Yeah, Alex has already look how had hairless. My nostrils are. They are clear. Look at that. <laughs> Nothing. Alex has already had the clue, though, hasn't he? That Todd's going to die via the penthouse. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> is, is the fan? Mag- is it a magic fan? Because it's the fan that whips the bit of paper or pe- or whatever it is. Is the fan magic or not? Right. So here is the problem with this fucking movie. <laughs> It's like, at what point has the fan got skin in this game? Why is the fan going, I'm going to help you out? The relief of thinking you're not going to see this child actor, teenage actor, have a wank is so overwhelming that it doesn't matter. No, but, well, the owl helps there because I'm like Alex here in that I cannot get it up in front of an owl. (laughs) (laughs) Nor can Alex. So he throws the magazine at the owl. (laughs) No, I've never been able to. And believe me, I've tried. You have tried so hard. (laughs) I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. A a penthouse (laughs) and an owl. Anyone know a good taxidermy? That's brilliant. Just like sitting there with a... God damn it. <laughs> Ow. Oh. You can, you can turn your head 180 degrees. <laughs> Do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird moment. He's like, he's like, ah, oh, I'm so the plane crash, it's affected. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, doesn't he doesn't he see a picture of Clear and then that guides him to the penthouse? Oh, that's what I think. Yeah, Is that's that, the oh, journey he's going on. She's fit, I hadn't thought of that before. I and then... thought he picked up the penthouse first and then he's trying to decide which one to knock right. one out to. Yeah, he's yeah. like, do I knock one out to time has come? Funny, funny. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> funny. I mean, a missed opportunity with the spelling of come, but sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> it's only penthouse steady on <laughs> is, I don't is penthouse a kind of is it like playboy I don't know but I, I'm not, sorry I don't know but I imagine once, it's... once again I have no knowledge of this but I do have an opinion <laughs> I <laughs> But it's, isn't it like a legacy title? It's like an old mag. I don't know. Why are you pretending not to know? Bitch? I honestly, you do know. I don't. I don't even know. It was what is all I, all I remember is like when when every every seemingly pornographic magazine was named after a make of Ford car, Sierra, Fiesta, Capri. I think Fiesta. Fiesta. Uh, yeah. Uh, so obviously, um, Todd's death. Um, for me, it's the one that stayed with me after the plane crashes. The most memorable scene from when the capillaries burst mm. in his eyes. Yeah, mm. it's Ugh. terrifying. Awful. And I'm quite sad because I like Todd. Yeah. And the actor who plays him, I've not really seen ever oh. ever since. A lot of these actors I have. And I'm like, oh, I wish that guy would stuck around. So we see the first supernatural thing happen. Uh, and in fact, the only really supernatural thing, everything else can be put down to coincidence. Even the magic fan, it could be just happenstance. The water retracting back into the socket. How do we feel about that? Because the movie doesn't need to, at this point, basically go, there's definitely something supernatural happening. Everything could be like, is it or isn't it? But in their desire to make it seem like Todd's death was uh, by suicide, 
they have to then reverse the water. Mm. I don't like it. No, well, because I'm, I'm just not into it's it. Like, it must be the slippage between the drafts of the script because nobody else's death is. Oh no, wait, am I right? It seems like a suicide because then Alex is in the frame for it, so it can't seem mm. like a suicide. No, most yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah I, I think there's a lack of consistency across this film, and I agree with you, Alex. And I think there was probably a way of of shooting that scene and and writing that scene where you didn't need to have the water disappear mm. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alex turns up at his house a little bit late. Uh, why would Todd make plans with me if he was thinking about killing himself? Things not to say to a dad whose son is being loaded into an ambulance behind you as you're saying it's it. Not the time. Not the time. <laughs> he, it wasn't a suicide. <laughs> classic, classic Alex. <laughs> and then we get this moment. Oh, this moment that um, you've already spoken about where Alex visits Claire. What and... is her problem? <laughs> so, I mean, already she's like, she's literally piling on the tropes. Lives alone, does welding, <laughs> has angry dog. It's sort of a combination of parents gone and wrong side of tracks, girl. Yes. Hmm? Yes. Yes. I was just wondering if there was a bit of manic pixie dream girl in there too for good measure, but she's too sort of solid for that. So, mm. no. Yeah, I wrote down, uh, she don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That was what I took away from that. Uh, That sculpture, (laughs) do you know what it is? Fuck no. No one does. No, I don't know what this is. It's offensive. This is how I feel about you. (laughs) Honestly. And then she's like, we didn't even speak. It's like, what's up? No, you're making sculptures. Like, it's too much. It's you, Alex. Not a likeness. No kidding. No fucking kidding, clear. Uh, it's how you make me feel. I wrote down, is this happening? Yes. Is <laughs> this happening you're, in this If movie? anything, you're being too clear now. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it all, it all uh, makes sense because uh, she clears everything up, uh, no pun intended. Uh, this, like you, the sculpture doesn't know what or why it is. It's reluctant to take form and yet creating an absolute but incomprehensible attraction. Wowzers. Said no kid ever. <laughs> what? Uh, although, obviously, Alex is like, I'm going to get some. <laughs> yeah, you clearly are. <laughs> I'm gonna get, it was worth looking at that photo. <laughs> Time can have a night off. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it, I just wrote down, what's happening? What's happening? So Clear has literally done the opposite of what her name implies. Tony Todd then turns up... Uh, so, obviously, there's a character called Todd in this scene uh, who's been made up to look like Michael Jackson. Is that always a thing? Do they put too much makeup on corpses? I think so. Right. So. Because uh, you would. Sorry, because they're dead. And so they need to look alive. But, but so much. Like, yes. too much. Like, yeah. Well, maybe it's because Tony Todd's in charge and he's not really a mortician. <laughs> so. uh, in death, there are no accidents and no escapes. Death has a sadistic design. If you figure out the design, you can cheat death. So death has a new design for all of... Oh, my God, what? Yeah. Which... It, it needs a through line. I like it when he calls death a Mac Daddy, though. <laughs> well, this is the light. This is... <laughs> I do. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> I actually do. Yeah, I do. I do like it. I was just like, because Tony Todd's character in the credits says mortician, you're like, are you actually expecting me to believe this man is a mortician? Because he doesn't go, have you kids broken in here? He's like, hey, come in. Not a problem. Is this your friend? And they never say, "You do you actually? Like, non, no one asks the right questions. And then it's like, well, to me, uh, first time I watched this, I was like, that he is, I mean, like you said, the splitting of the... Death and the Grim Reaper is an irritant. So he just, it's him. Mm. He's done all of this and he's come to check on his work and have a bit of a laugh. 
That's right. what I think. Yeah, because that's the line. If you cheat the design, you could create a fury that could terrorise even the Grim Reaper and you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy. Which is me. Yes. Right. Is that what he's saying? You... I think so. I don't think he is. No, he would say this Mac Daddy. Yeah. Yeah, mm. he would. <laughs> Although, in all the things he says, I mean, referring to himself in the third person would not surprise me in that Correct. speech. So, yeah. so you, you, what you're saying is Tony Todd is the architect. Architect of this whole thing. Interesting. But he is also the Grim Reaper. Right. He's not a person that's done it. The impression I got over the course of the series, and it has been a while since I've watched them, is that he's sort of a helper. He works mm. for the Grim Reaper. He's, he's sort of giving the kids a bit of help. But equally, he's not that upset when he says, "When he says, I'll see you soon. And when he does see them soon, he's not that upset. So, And that's what I said at the start. The point is, I don't think they quite knew who this character was. And then when people were confused by it, they lent into it. We can have fun by keeping him ambiguous. It might seem annoying here. I quite like seeing him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Tony Todd. Yeah. He's good. I mean, if, if his character was called the Tim Reaper, so it's sort of <laughs> like, oh, he's sort of like the Grim Reaper. But hey-ho. Uh, right then. I got a bit frustrated here, I'm not going to lie. Alex then starts to make the what is already confusing based on Clear's fucking sculpture and Tony Todd's monologue. Alex starts then talking about, like, at the cafe, unless we open ourselves up to the signs, it's willing to show us. Why is it showing you signs? Why, why do you have this power? Yeah. It's never answered. Why, yeah. why is death going... I'm going to get you, but here's a clue. Pay You've got a magic fan. Well, he's been told you can figure it out by the mortician. I thought and so Alex he's... just had special powers, and that got me through it. Okay, but he's, got... he's been told you can figure this out, and so he's thinking he can figure it out by yeah. keeping his eyes open. Right. I mean, okay. So... And obviously, with each so death, you, there are signs. He's, you know, you're seeing more signs each time, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, but no one else sees them. No one sees a train in the in the window no. of a car. So, uh, sure, but he's he's the one that saw the plane. Yes. He's the one that had the vision already. So yeah, he does believe he's got a power. Somehow, yeah, and so yeah. now he's looking for signs, like happened at the start of the film. Yeah, I mean, I, I I just don't think that he should have the line. For whatever reason, I saw death's plan and cheated it. Don't say for whatever reason. <laughs> don't highlight the fact that you don't know why you saw the plan. Okay. It's, uh, it frustrates me because it's never answered, obviously, because, well, depending on who you listen to, there was a bit of a contract dispute with New Line Cinema, which is why Devon Sawa doesn't return for number two, but Ali Lata, as Clear Rivers, does return for number two. Uh, so, Miss Luton's death is next. Rather than tell well, we, her... We've had a bit... No, we should say who died, though, shouldn't we? Cherry dies. Terry dies. Yeah. By, Terry. Being, by being hit by a bus. But this is what's good, and I don't think they repeat this. Terry dies because Car- Carter Carter drives past Alex, who's in a cafe with Clear, mm. having a chat about death. If they'd not gone to see Tony Todd and gone to the cafe and sat down, Carter wouldn't have seen him. Therefore, wouldn't have turned around. Therefore, Terry wouldn't have got out of the car. So, cause and effect. So Terry dies because the Grim Reapers after them, but also Terry dies because they're fretting about worrying that they're going to die mm. so that's brilliant stuff when it's like this this is only happening because of everything that's happened whereas miss luton's death is like if she'd not been home she she should have been placed in her house because or maybe she was because of alex i don't know do you know what i mean like oh the, i see the, they are responsible because of what's happening right 
because Alex is a creepy MF. Yeah. They're, they're locking her <laughs> well, away. What yeah. I like about what's happening here as well is we see the bus in the background, they don't, and then the bus comes back and yeah. she gets hit by the bus. It, it start, what these films do is make you watch films in a new way because we're watching the sides of the frames from here on in in Final Destination where you wouldn't normally do that. And that's part of the fun experience is you're looking everywhere to figure out what's going to be next. And obviously... It, it, it hits sort of a, a, a crescendo in the teacher's house. Yeah. But this is where you'll realise, oh, no, I've got to pay attention in a different way from this scene onwards. It wasn't this, because I don't remember if I saw this at the <laughs> cinema, but Final Destination 2, when I came out of that, like there was um, some scaffolding being lifted onto a building and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, literally, you start seeing the world in a completely new way. Danger on every corner. Uh, so, yeah, Miss Luton uh, dies. Uh, <laughs> I mean... I don't think I don't think anyone has ever gone not this mug and thrown hot tea across a room <laughs> in reality. She does and there's a lot of talking to herself as well. She does. Well, she's pulling out the vodka. She I love that. But again, the, the cup cracks because it had hot liquid and then it's got ice cold liquid in it. So that's the that's the reason it cracks. Or the Grim Reaper's doing it, but you can do that cause and effect thing in here, which I think is really good. Mm, what the ambiguity of, of yeah, yeah, as in if she'd not had the school cup, she wouldn't have thrown the tea. The mug would have been full of you know, it wouldn't have been boiling hot, and then you put ice cold in, and that leads to the explosion. Th- this is what the series becomes, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The Rube Goldberg machines, effectively, and this is the thing uh, that um, James Wong and uh, Glenn Morgan introduced as well. This was not something that was in Jeff Reddick's original script. And this is this sequence. <clears throat> they re- again, they really lean into that as the as the series finds its feet mm. and and understands what it is and and I think gets a sense of what the rules are yeah. as we go along. Agreed, <clears throat> agreed. As the franchise continues, they hone in on the bit that people love, which is these overcomplicated deaths, deaths. Yeah. and yeah, that's what everyone it's, loves. It's the it's the board game mousetrap yeah. as a myth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no one no one wants to hear. Fate, death, destiny, visions. It's like, just show me another kid dying. In a weird way. In a weird way, specifically. Uh, yeah, so uh, next up, Carter. You think Carter's going to die, mm. but then Alex sees the ripped, or he manages, he has a vision saying, I can get him out of this car. Yeah, he sees the train in the window that's not there, and then he sees a, a seatbelt seat rip. Belt, yeah. And so this is what gives him a sort of sign. But if you were trying to get someone out of a car, you would pull their seatbelt, wouldn't you? You don't need a vision to go, seatbelts can undo. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good fake out, because you're like, car's going to die, car's going to go. No, mm. Billy yeah. gets beheaded! It's good. Yeah, and I he like just it. wanted to see the Jets win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I checked. <laughs> they still haven't. 23 years later, 69 was the last time they did it. Uh, a weird moment here where Clear calls Alex baby. Uh, just out of the blue. She goes, baby, you're losing it. I'm like, Blurg. would you like us to call you baby Alex? I actually would. Um, I think if we all started referring to each other as baby. <laughs> what would happen? I, just, I think there'd be a more warmth. Uh, there would be the... a different energy. Don't be silly, baby. That's so nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Hey, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, obviously, the, the car chase, uh, as I've said a million times, every movie needs a car chase, so we get a high-speed car chase. Uh, it's time for Clear 
to die. It's her turn because um, it's jumped Carter. Oh, don't get me started on the. It's jumped me. Now it's jumped. So, so I, I, I've never. I've watched this maybe three times. I've never bothered to try and figure out what they're talking about. Right. Okay. Where the Jeez. issue with the silicon insulation passed through all their seats, so they were dying in the order. They would have died on the plane. Apart from now, if you save someone, it skips them or it skips you. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> Does it make sense? I'm not sure. It doesn't. Okay. Well, I mean, it does, but it's just such a stupid role. It's like, so it jumped Carter, but there's only two people left. So there's three of you. So it's going to just come back round. Is it very simple? And if I just paid attention, I would understand it. I think the idea that, the, the idea is like, there should be like a way of genuinely winning. It seems like there's no win. Like they, it's just going to keep coming round. It's like, isn't hey, that, isn't, that, isn't that the point of death? Uh, oh, oh, hello. Yeah. Hello. Just call me Tony Todd. <laughs> my hands aren't big enough. I told you that, didn't I? He once put his hand on my head. And his hand was... As, he just enveloped my whole head in his hand. I've got a photo of it somewhere. We were pissed in the Phoenix, if I'm honest. So Massive funny. hands. Or a small head. No, I have, got, I have... It's a combination, if I'm honest, Alex. He just picked you up like one of those grabber machines. Just moved you out of his way. Sorry, the I'm claw. talking to my friend. The claw. The claw. Can you go away, please? <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I take that from Tony Todd. Just being picked up and moved yeah. out of the way. Rather nice to than see you. Okay. Not even you. saying anything. Just like... <laughs> he, I'll be honest, um, he hung out all night. He was just super nice. <laughs> you should have asked him about what the fuck he was talking about in this movie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, Alex now has a fight with some electric wiring that roars, mm-hmm. uh, which mm. was... I'm in. I'm in. Sure. Jaws has a shark that roars. Well, Jaws 4. So, yeah, let's have some roaring electric wiring. Don't get out of the car. Actually, definitely get out of the car. <laughs> he says you know what to do. It's like, oh, God, does she? I've got no idea. Uh, so Alex sacrifices himself. So it skips mm. clear, goes to him in the alternate ending. He dies here. Yes, I've heard this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that they had a baby or something. They had a baby as yeah. well. Yes. Um, for that, but and fine. it's only Carter and Claire that survive. Yeah. So, but this is much better because uh, he's brought back from the dead. So, <sighs> this is where it gets complicated. So he's brought back from the dead. So it skips him too because death thinks that it's killed him. Mm-hmm. But then it sort of goes, I've done that, and pisses off. Bye. And then he goes, Ooh, oh, so he's temporarily dead, so death leaves. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Didn't pick up on that. <laughs> okay, your Tony Todd title has been rescinded. <laughs> uh, didn't realise that. Uh, so then they get on a plane again. They do? Yes. But they're teenagers. Six months no, later? I'm, I'm going, but I'm sailing. I'm sailing. <laughs> if I'm going to Paris, let's have a nice boat trip. I yep. couldn't quite believe it, but I thought, oh, the hubris of youth. Maybe you would. No, you wouldn't. If you, if you, <laughs> not if you've seen that. What also he's Paris, seen. like you'd be so traumatized, and also France is very dangerous, as we've established. So go somewhere else. France is the big bad in this movie. Well, before Cleo dies, did you notice she's in her house and she walks away from her dresser, and it's just full of Eiffel towers. She's got more than one little like. Like clear or yeah, clear doesn't clear. die. Yeah, no, but, but she nearly dies before oh, okay. the electric snake thing. Right, so right. she's in her house and it's like it's coming for you. She walks away from the window and her whole bedroom is made of Eiffel Towers. What, the, what does James Wong or Jeffrey Reddick have against the Paris? I don't bad know. bad croissant. Had a bad croissant. <laughs> There's once. no such thing. Uh, but also they've completed the puzzle by getting to Paris. Yes. 
(laughs) Stop giving us all this nonsense and get to a kill. Uh, They've got tans and new hair because life's good now. (laughs) And these are reshoots. (laughs) Clea said maybe they were meant to live. Uh, Honestly, this is what I've written. Uh, Why is this so complicated? That's what I've written for my explanation no. of the last scene. Why is this so complicated? I don't listen. I'm just, I've written down singer, meat, nails, fire, spilled <laughs> wine. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all, I'm not listening. I'm watching because it's, I'm watching a film in a different way now. Mm. It doesn't matter what they're saying. It's how they're going to die. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Alex obviously doesn't return for the sequel. Um, like I said, there was a little bit of... Uh... Did you say Carter's dead though? Carter, does Carter die? Well, that thing swings towards Yes, him. but it's the it fucking cuts, end of the film. It cuts before it hits him. Sure. Yeah, but he's dead. Right. He says, he stands up and said, so who's next? Alex says, it's skipped me. Carter says, so who's next? As the sign fucking comes to kill him. Yeah. Again, it's a great ending. I don't think it is. Because if I'm there going, but if it poses the question, if it makes me go, oh, who is next? So I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And then the film's telling you. Yeah. The guy that says, who's next? With the sign coming towards him is next. It's a great ending. Fine. Do you want to know how Alex died um, between films one and two? Oh, yes. Uh, Clear tells uh, someone in Final Destination 2, uh, Alex died by being bludgeoned on the head by a dislodged brick from a nearby building. A nearby building. To me, even though there's been denial that there was a, a, a dispute about his fee... These deaths, because that's not the only one. In an earlier draft, he was killed by a ceiling fan. Right. And in another draft, he was killed by a flesh-eating virus. All off screen. All of those deaths make me think someone was like, do you know what, fuck you. (laughs) Ceiling fan, brick from Bill. Whatever. Just off screen. Anything. (laughs) Not here to spoil it, but he does return, though, doesn't he? Does he? I don't think I've seen... Is he? Does he come back? Briefly. It's a massive spoiler if I go into it. Oh, I so, don't. Don't, yeah, don't, don't. In case you haven't. Uh, right then, should we do the bits? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's your best scene, V? Play Crash. Chris, I my favourite bit is the second plane crash. The 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 one that we see from the this window. Yeah, through the window. The I like that because I just enjoy them arguing in the foreground. Mm. I can I have it all as one? Sure. Right, I'm yeah. having it all as one because, two, yeah. Two, I, two separate scenes, Defo, yeah. Fine, fine, fine. fine. <laughs> Do you know what? Then on board the plane, because it's a better scene. So, uh, yes, on board the plane, that whole explosion of blood. Uh, your most valuable whatever, Chris. Because I really like the sound of him, Jeffrey Reddick. He came up with it. Uh, it was obviously vastly rewritten, but then they kept him on board for the second one. He got to write the second one once they'd figured out what the formula was and did a really good job there as well. Well done, Jeffrey. Mm, okay, uh, V. I had the plane crash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, James Wong for directing the plane crash. Uh, yeah, n- yeah. Have you got the same? That's what I've, <laughs> I've got. Director James Wong for staging that plane crash. Yeah, there we go. Or Tony Todd, but actually the plane crash. I was going to pick Tony Todd, and then I realised he was a bit. I, I, once I heard that he could pick up Chris with one hand. Yeah, he felt very vulnerable. <laughs> I was like, I was yeah. Like, oh, this, yeah. I wish he had up. picked me up now. <laughs> You're making making me think yeah. he did. Like in the palm of his hand. Like this. Yeah. Just lifted you Probably good. Yeah. <laughs> Call me baby. Yeah. Uh, all right, baby. What's your change? Right. So this makes it all really simple. I agree with you. It's confusing as all hell towards the end. So all you need to do is when Alex is in the cabin and he's eating the tuna with the gloves on and it's, that's quite funny. Mm. And he's like, oh, I didn't move seats, which means he's like, oh, Cleo's next, not me. Mm. Get rid of all of that. Get rid of all of it. Right. She's just next. Blah, blah, blah. 
So you get to Paris and then he goes, oh, I didn't move seats. And the sign comes for him and that's it. Because otherwise, like you say, it's just circular. It's just death is going to keep coming and keep mm. coming. And also... The character that you end on with the sign swinging towards him is Carter. He's not your principal character. You don't really care if he dies or not. That's but if true. Alex just loses the <gasps> realisation, just have it at the end. No big deal. That's, That's the great. change. That's yeah. a good change. Yeah, It's a great change. Thanks. Chris. So when he sees the baby on board the plane, I think we can lean into that as well. Oof. He could see, he could look to a row and it would be Nelson Mandela, Mother Teresa and Sir Bobby Robson sitting there. Like, Am I already dead? Yeah. <laughs> this, this play's never going down. Or if we Sir want to Bobby see... Bobby Robson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I said Sir. It's ridiculous. He, he was a knight of the realm. Or if we want to see him seeing more sort of portents of, of what bad things are going to happen, he could look to another row and see Donald Trump, Jimmy Savile and Harold Shipman. Harold Shipman. Yeah, sorry, it's not funny. Water flowing backwards, don't like it, doesn't need it. Uh, <laughs> takes me out of the movie. So how do you figure, how do you replace it? With, uh, great question, Chris. Yeah, it's, it has to be a change. Yeah, that is a change. Well, I'm changing. Just take, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's vodka. Uh, <laughs> right. Are you doing a quiz? Yeah, I've got one for you. Yeah, sure. Uh, it is the IMD Buyers quiz. Yeah. So... Mr. Sam Raimi is your man. Okay. Evil Dead 2. So, uh, uh, all right, fine. I was going to ask Vicky first, but no, you've gone. Uh, no, you it's, always ask Vicky first. It's not, it's not there. Oh. Spider-Man, one of them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, well, is she picking one or? Yeah, she says Spider-Man. I, I took it already. Right, okay. Oz, the great and powerful. No. No. I don't know. People love that. E- Evil Dead 1. Correct. Vicky's got two. Yes. How many other? There's four. Four. Oh, so I need both of these. You do. E Spider-Man 2. No. Really? Oh, drag me to hell. No. Shit. Uh, Evil Dead Army of Darkness. Oh. Correct. Oh, fuck off. We've done... And also as if. <laughs> We've done the fourth one as well. Mm. Oh, simple oh, plan. Shut, Shut up. I said it first. Oh, uh, a simple plan. Dark <laughs> Man? Yes, correct. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, I don't even like that film. <laughs> Better than the crow. <laughs> well played, Vicky. Well done. Congratulations. Uh, good. Quick quiz. Like it. Uh, right. I know it's my job to give a clue out now, I believe. <laughs> but having not seen either of these films, I was hoping someone might pick up the slack because if I read what I've written without having watched these movies yet, uh, mm. it's going to make little to no sense. You're slacking off in this relationship. Okay. Yeah. You're slacking off in this relationship. Fine. Fine. <laughs> right, that's the clue done. Good luck with that. Uh, there'll be another one coming along on Twitter where we are at ClashPod before then, though. We are obviously back on Thursday talking Sam Raimi's Drag Me to Hell and seeing which film will be victorious. Until then, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at ClashPod. Till Thursday, have a lovely week. Clash of the Titles is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.